Dean Gangwer is a cattle farmer down in Indiana. Dean, uh, can you tell us what happened the other day? Sure, sure. Um, first thing in the morning, we get on the ATV and, and go out and check our cows and uh, check to see if anything's happened over the night. And um, nothing was found on the first check, and we returned then uh, before lunch on our second check of the day. And uh, unfortunately, we had found um, a young calf in the snowbank, and um, the calf was pretty much just lifeless. They put their fingers in her mouth and see the tongue temperature and if the calf has any life to it at all, and basically there was nothing there. How, Dean, how, how old was this calf? This calf was, was um, if I was to guess, we missed him on first check. Um, you know, he was probably going to guess six hours old. Um, wow. was going to be the guess. Not much longer than that because it was below zero that evening, so um, he just wouldn't have lasted much longer. Um, but his eyes did respond, so um, and he was breathing. Tried to come up with a way of getting him warmed up as, as quickly as possible, and uh, we do have the luxury of having a hot tub here on the farm. Um, so as I was bringing the calf up, um, literally just kind of popped in my head, hey, the hot tub's there, and it's 103 degrees. Um, let's give this a try. And so I just uh, opened up the hot tub and, and uh, jumped in with the calf. And uh, so we were we were with the calf in the hot tub for an hour. Wait, got him out. You just got Go you just jumped right in there with the you wearing a full yep. coat and everything. Yeah, well, I did get my coat shot taken off, and uh, I actually did get my cell phone and my wallet thrown uh, <laughs> off. And uh, yeah, to answer your question, I just uh, I jumped in the hot tub with him, and that's uh, so I could support him from underneath and uh, keep his head because he couldn't hold his head up at all. And uh, so I could support his head and hold his body weight and. Um, um, yeah, I just jumped fully clothed with with the little fella. You know, when you describe the day that this calf had, once it got out of the snowbank, it got in the jacuzzi, got to hang out with the humans for a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like Absolutely. if I if I was another cow on your farm, I would be pretty jealous. I would be trying to figure out how I was going to get into the jacuzzi. I would agree. And what is what is fun when you when you work with a calf this much, they get really humanized. This this young fella goes to the kids and and. Uh, just follow you around, so that's uh, it, it's a unique thing, and yeah, I'm sure if, if calves could be jealous, the rest of them should be. Are you going to have to uh, put limits on hot tub time for this calf? <laughs> well, I think his hot tub days are done, and uh, we're going to have to revert back to sunbathing, you know, out in the pasture field this summer. But uh, sure. <laughs> have have you or anyone in your family uh, since this happened? Have you been in the hot tub just recreationally? No, no. Unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, uh, I was left with the detail of cleaning the hot tub. So I, I, uh, I think it's going to get a thorough cleaning and, <laughs> and bleaching and and filter changing. And so no, no one's been in since, and uh, um, we've, we've got a task of cleaning ahead of us. That's for sure. Well, it's it's such a great story, and I'm I'm so glad that it, it all worked. And thanks for thanks for talking to us about it. Oh yeah, no problem at all, folks. Really appreciate everything you do for the community and the world. American agriculture, so I sure appreciate it. Can I can I ask you one more thing? Sure, absolutely. Got all the time in the world. Uh, the the calf uh, do, does does it have a name? Leroy. 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 Nice. Yep, Leroy is his name. Hey, Amy, what can we help you with? Well, um. The, the girl that I sit next to, a lady, actually, um, she just picks her notes all day during the work <laughs> day. And I just, I'm not sure the best 
way to handle it or if I even need to worry about it or if I should just ignore it or what. Well, can you can you give us a sense for what your office looks like so we can see how how close you are to the nose picker? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's kind of an open area. There's just kind of an it's not a big area, but um it's it's just got very small desks right next to each other. So I'm about 3 feet away from her. Oh wow. My desk is about 3 feet wide, so I'm like, you know, I could reach out and touch her if I leaned a little bit. Oh, are you and are you facing her? No, she's to my left. Okay, so it's in your peripheral vision. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you have uh, Do you have interactions with this person? Um, you know, in in any other way during the day? Um, not really. Just like little, you know, work things that come up that we might talk about. But no, I really don't. And are when you do interact for those work things, is this kind of is this on your mind? Her, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have a hard time looking at her. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little awkward. Well, we're going we're gonna to look around, and we're going to try and find somebody to, to help with this problem. Okay. <laughs> All right. You stay strong, Amy. Okay. I will. You know, the perfect person to help Amy is someone who deals with nose-picking all the time. Maybe a judge from a nose-picking championship. A kindergarten teacher. They see a lot of noses picked. Shuli is a kindergarten teacher here in Chicago. So, Shuli, let's start here. How many kids do you have in, in your class? So we have 12 kids in our class this year. So in the course of a day, how many times do you see a nose get picked? Um, you know, I can't say too many to count, but we, we see, we, like, I would say every time we're in, like, a circle doing, like, a class discussion or... Anything like our morning meeting, we one kid has to go wash their hands, <laughs> at least once. <laughs> and when you when you tell that kid, you don't want to shame the kid. No, not at all. Do they? I mean, are they ever embarrassed by it? No, no, surprise, I mean, no. And I think it's because of the way that we like handle it, and a lot of times we tie it all back to germs um, and how you know we don't want to get. We don't want to spread germs, and so whenever we see a child put their finger in their nose and start picking around, we always just immediately look at them and just say, go wash your hands, and they know exactly what that means. Do you have, in, in any of your classes, a, a kind of champion nose picker that, you know, the, who, who picks we more do. than... We have We have one person in our class this year um, who is our champion nose picker. She loves to pick her nose. And um, she she actually brought in special soap because she was washing her hands so much at one point wow. during the year. <laughs> well, now I think the challenge then for Amy is that she's a grown up, and the woman right. she works with, we assume, is a grown up as well. Right. Is there? Do you have any uh, tips from your experience, based on your own experience, that you think could apply to Amy's situation? Yeah. So, I mean, again, you could always tie it back to the germ factor, especially, you know, winter, everyone's getting sick. So if she wants to do, like, a communal reminder about washing your hands and, like, when you should wash your hands and just, you know, tie it back to, like, everyone's getting sick around here and, you know, maybe, like, not directly to stop taking your nose and it's gross and I'm sitting right next to you, but to, to kind of, like, bring it all back to the 
germ factor. I do you think like uh, are you saying like maybe a an email to all the staff at the company? Yeah, saying, I mean that's how I do, or maybe like a a flyer and make like kind of like make a funny spin on it. And yeah, and on the flyers, there's maybe uh, someone picking their nose, and that's and you make clear that's a bad thing to do germ yeah. germ wise. Things like that. Okay. Okay. So then you're not pinpointing Amy's colleague. Amy doesn't have to out anybody, but that flyer will tell them everything they need to know about, hey, we can see you're picking your nose all the time and you're going to make everybody sick or yourself sick. Exactly. I personally, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to embarrass, I wouldn't want to embarrass the coworker. Yep. Yep. You know? You can you can say what you want to say without directly getting right to it. Well, Shuli, thank you so much for uh, helping us out. Of course. So, Amy, what we're going to do now uh, is we we're going to make up a flyer that will anonymously tell your coworker to take it easy. Yeah, you get to deliver your message. You don't expose your own uh, bias against nose picking. And hopefully you can carry on with your day. Uh, you you can find this. And anyone who has a um, nose picking co-worker can find this flyer on our website, howtodoeverything.org. You know, How to Do Everything is not the only show produced by National Public Radio. There's also Ask Me Another. It's an hour-long show filled with puzzles, trivia, music by Jonathan Colton. And when we say puzzles, we don't mean uh, jigsaw puzzles. That would actually be maybe the worst hour of radio possible. Fun if, uh, you know, the power's out and you need to kill some time. Uh, Not a great idea for radio. These are different. They're like trivia word puzzles. If you are doing a jigsaw puzzle, you want to do the edges first and then fill in the middle. And sort by color. That's uh, Ask Me Another, which you can find at npr.org slash podcasts. We heard from Matt. Matt says he listens to How to Do Everything while on his way to work as a dentist. Matt, these next 15 seconds are for you. Matt, uh... I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I think if if I was one of your patients and I came in and you told me I had no cavities and everything looked great, uh, I'd feel great the rest of the day. So I think no matter what you see in the first mouth uh, you open up today, tell them everything's okay and let them go. Why not set them off on a good foot? And also, probably don't ask them a lot of personal questions when you have uh, your hand in their mouth. Now is the part in our show when we take a break to talk about sponsors, uh, people who pay money to be mentioned on our on our podcast. Lots of money. And before we do that, we want to bring on a special guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Lisa Kinsel, and I am the manager for volunteer services at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And I'm also the manager for the Facility Dog Program. I guess we had you introduce yourself. Uh, do, you, do you want to introduce Casper for us? Casper, yes, Casper. Casper is a seven-year-old. Oh, his, his ears just perked up because I'm talking about him. Um, he's a seven-year-old uh, golden retriever, yellow lab mix. Well, Lisa, this seems like a perfect opportunity to tell you about another Casper, and that's Casper, an online retailer for mattresses. Really? Tell me all about it. Well, Casper mattresses are American-made and obsessively engineered for comfort. Is your Casper American-made? <laughs> he is 
definitely American-made. Is he engineered for comfort? He is. Well, Casper mattresses use uh, two technologies, latex foam and memory foam, to give just the right amount of sink and bounce. Does your Casper sink and bounce? (laughs) He thinks and bounces, (laughs) and he definitely has the memory. He can remember a face. He can remember where all the treats are hidden. Casper mattresses have a risk-free trial. You can try out your Casper mattress for 100 days with free delivery and returns. Does your Casper deliver or return anything? Love. Casper mattresses offer outrageous comfort at a polite price, so go to casper.com slash everything to check out their options. Casper has a special offer for listeners of this podcast. Use the promo code everything to redeem $50 towards a Casper mattress that works for you. That does it for this week's show. What we learned today, Mike? Well, I learned that if you ever have a, a cow that uh, maybe is really cold, that a quick way to warm it up is to put it in a hot tub. Or a cow that just needs to relax and cut loose a little bit. Can you imagine how much better reality shows would be if in those hot tub scenes? Instead of like like hot babes all mingling, there was like hot babes and a couple calves. You know, everybody's flirting what's going to happen next, yeah. and there's a cow. Honestly, is there a reality show that wouldn't be improved by having a cow character? Hi guys, welcome to another rose ceremony. I know it's been a wild night. There is a lot going on here at the house, so let's get right to it. I just don't trust anybody. The person that I'm the most mad at is Blake because he screwed this whole thing up. I do not want to go home. Hi, Melissa. Take a moment, say your goodbyes. How to Do Everything is produced by Jillian Donovan with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Jeanette Harris-Courts. Our artist-in-residence is Justin Witte. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. And visit our website at howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. I'm Mike. Thanks. Can you turn on your mic? Yep. What did you just say? (laughs) I was suggesting this week's intern could be a booger or a cow. Uh, what is I know what a cow is. Do you what? I thought Booger was American. When you have something stuck in your nose, uh, if you were to say, if Ian had something in his nose right now, what would you say to him? I'd say Ian, you've got <laughs> Ian, you've got a massive Booger. <laughs> really? That's that's how you say it. Uh, yes. Support also comes from Netflix. Netflix with House of Cards. It's the Netflix original series that the New York Times calls Netflix's groundbreaking political masterpiece. Now in the power seat of D.C. politics, the Underwoods must watch their backs as allies and enemies from the past can bring everything crashing down around them. From executive producer David Fincher, it stars Golden Globe winner Kevin Spacey as the ruthless Frank Underwood and Robin Wright as his cunning wife, Claire. Watch all episodes of the Netflix original series, House of Cards, only on Netflix.